the power of God on this earth. The most powerful spiritual natural force on this earth is the Holy Ghost. <laughs> amazing, amazing. More powerful than electricity, more powerful than gravity, more powerful than the sun. More, I mean, I'm talking power. Uh, remember, it's the power of God. Same power that raised Jesus from the dead. The same power that created this. It's available to you and me 24-7. Now, individually, it can work. As a body, it can work. Individually, it can work uh, just as powerful as a body. Absolutely. Either one. Either way, you can do it corporately or you can do it individually. The power of God will work just as just as powerful. But the key to the power of God isn't the power. The key to the power of God is the beacon. The key to the power of God on this earth is the vessel. And if a vessel isn't working, neither is the power of God. Because God's not going to twist somebody's arm to uh, choose him. No more than he's going to, or he's able to uh, show up um, just because. He shows up because there's faith. He shows up because there's declarations of it. And and so that's the probably the biggest misunderstanding that the church has is that they think that because God is God, he's going to heal because he heals. No, no, no. He heals because there's faith. The power of God, which is the Holy Ghost, is activated because there's faith. Because there's vessels. There's temples. The Bible says that me and you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Isn't that what the Bible says? Anybody want to anybody confirm that? The Bible says, anybody want to confirm or disagree with that? That we, you and me, the humans on this earth, men and women, are the temples of the Holy Ghost. We agree. Amen? So we carry that power, in other words. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Now, we are the temple of the Holy Ghost. What we're studying in the book of Acts, you and me are the temple of that power. Most powerful, there is nothing on this earth more powerful than the Holy Spirit. And we, you and me carry that power in us. That's right. Now, we don't just carry it because we want to carry it. That's why the Bible says that uh, we should do the will of God because this power is carried. We're the temple of this power, but this power guides us and directs us to what, God, what God's will is, not what our will is. Yes, God's will is to heal. But it's, he's, it's not... His will for you to heal everyone. Otherwise, and otherwise, and Jesus wouldn't have taught the disciples what to do. Yes, it is God's will for people to be healed. Absolutely. But it's not his will for Myra Pena to heal every soul on earth. (laughs) Or 
or Celia or Roland or Javier or Lily. So it's his will for us to be a temple, for us to be a body of Christ, for us to for us to teach, for us to uh, share the truth about Jesus Christ. Where? Well, that's that's the, that's what's different, because for me it's in San Antonio, Texas, and in other parts of Texas. For you, it may be a different part of Texas or a different part of the world. That's what's different. It's it's the same. It's the same vision but not the same location how am i going to be how how is god going to use you to be everywhere all the time i'm not the holy ghost but he can have people everywhere all the time we just got to choose it so the bible says that we you and me are the temple of this holy ghost very powerful, very, very powerful. Praise God forevermore. That's what the Bible says. That you and me are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Now, what do we do with this power? That we're the temple of whatever God wants us to. Whenever God wants us to. Could it be at three in the morning, buddy, guys? Could it be at three in the morning, buddy, Christ? Yes. Yes. Could it be Sunday, Monday, Wednesday, any other Saturday morning? Could it be? Yes. Could it be in a church parking lot at ATB, at an airport? It's not. Anywhere. Anywhere. Anytime. the greater the obedience, the greater the direction. Meaning, not necessarily greater as I'll, I'll, I'll save the world, Lord. No. The more consistent you're obedient, the more consistent God reveals himself to us. To whom much is given, much is expected. He's already given us his power. It's called the Holy Ghost. And the Bible says that our body, that we are the temples of this power. True. I love that scripture. Now we have to learn what to do with that power. And and the easiest way to do that is to obey when the power speaks in you. Because it's not. He's not going to direct you contrary to the Word of God. That's why it's important to read the Word. And with that said, let's turn to Acts chapter 23. Celia, if you'll read 1, 2, and 3, and then tell us what you're reading. And let's see what the Holy Spirit is guiding us to do according to the Word of God. Acts chapter 23, verse 1, 2, and 3. Celia, please. I'm sorry, Rolly. Uh, can I read next? I'm sorry. Sure, no problem. Myra, do you have your Bible? Yes, I'm just trying to I turn to Acts. To Acts chapter 23, verse 1, 2, and 3. Lily, do you have your Bible? 
Yes, Billy? Okay. I'll, I'll, read, I'll read the next verse as well. Okay, you're going to read 4, 5, and 6, Miha. Go ahead, Myra, when you're ready, please. Gazing intently in the high council, Paul began, Brothers, I have always lived before God with a clear conscience. Instantly, Ananias, the high, the high priest, commanded those close to Paul to slap him on the mouth. But Paul said to him, God will slap you, you corrupt hypocrite. What kind of judge are you to break the law yourself by ordering me struck like that? So it looks like Paul was giving a speech and Ananias um, uh, had him slapped because of what he was saying. And that's, is that just, is Javier on, are you on Javier? You're right, Myra. That's good. Javier's not on. Well, if he, Javier, if you listen to this later, find out if that's the same Ananias that, that prayed for Paul. Wow. Okay. Go on, Myra. Sorry. That was one through three. I think uh, yeah. I was going to read yeah. four. Yeah. yeah. So let me finish. Let me finish then with this. In, in verse three, it says, Then Paul said to him, God will strike you, you whitewashed wall for you sit to judge me according to the law and do not and do you command me to be struck contrary to the law i wonder ladies if that's the ananias that prayed for paul because if it is that's amazing that's absolutely Mm -hmm. amazing if that is ananias anyway because ananias should know better go on Go on, Miha, four, five, and six. Those standing near Paul said to him, Do you dare to insult God's high priest? I'm sorry, brothers. I didn't realize he was a high priest, Paul replied. For the scriptures say, You must not speak evil of any of your rulers. Paul realized that some members of the high council were Sadducees and some were Pharisees, so he shouted, Brothers, I am a Pharisee as were my ancestors, and I am on trial because my hope is in the resurrection of the dead. Uh, you want me to help you with that? Sure, I'm sure Keeping in mind that we, our struggle today, even today, like it was for Paul and Jesus, was the law, mm-hmm. right? The law, the religion, uh, religion, you know, Catholicism, Baptist, Methodist, that, that's the, the law. What, what Paul is referring to the law is the law of Moses, which is the, the commandments, uh, the Mosaic law, right? Uh, which, which Jesus says it's no longer. It, he, didn't, he didn't say, he says, I've come to give, give you a better covenant. We don't have to be sick anymore. We don't have to be empty anymore. We can be filled uh, with God. We can be filled with his word. We can be filled with his power. We don't have to be empty anymore. But uh, let's use Catholicism, for instance. Let's use that as an example. I mean, people feel, even though they're not getting healed, that what they're doing with the beads and the cross and the candle is enough. That's that's 
as really that's as lawful as it gets. The Bible says that we have been redeemed from the curse of the law. Uh, Paul said it himself. Paul, Paul got it. He got revelation on this. And he says it himself, look, I'm also a Pharisee. I've been where you've been. But I've been set free from that lawfulness. I'm no longer under that curse. I'm free, he's saying. But... But, again, it's just like you telling somebody who's a Catholic. Why do you pray to the saints? No, hombre. You say something like that to a Catholic? They get offended. It's going to become become an argument if you tell them. And you add something else. You know that praying to the saints is not going to do you any good. No, hombre. Create another another argument. Mm -hmm. But is it true? The praying to the saints is not going to do them a bit of good? Yes. It's true. Yeah. Um, I wish Lily was on the line because there was a time where she thought that praying to the saints was as powerful as Jesus. I but am on the line. Now she, Lily, you true, <laughs> is that true, Lily? That is true. But, but, now, but see, what happened with Lily is, is that she got revelation knowledge of Jesus Christ. Now she knows... She only needs Jesus. She doesn't need to pray to the saints. Now, is, is there anything wrong with that? Nothing wrong with praying to the saints, but it's not going to do you a bit of good. Well, if you're going to if you if you're going to do something, we'll do it to the source, not to the figment of someone's imagination. They're, the saints did exist. They're not a story. But but again, you can't tell a Catholic why you. Praying to the saints, you can't. I mean, they won't receive it unless they get revelation knowledge of Jesus Christ, like Paul got. Paul got revelation knowledge of Jesus, and he's telling them, "We don't have to live under a curse, this curse of the law anymore. We can be free, we can be healed, we can be delivered, we can be restored, we can prosper." We can be the head. We can, uh, we can be blessed. We have authority. He's telling them, but they, they're caught up on praying to the saints, basically. They don't know what they're doing, but basically, they're caught up on that. And there's nothing Paul's going to tell them. He's going to change that. And in fact, they're mad at him. They, sl- they, they slapped him. Man, I'm talking to uh, you you got to understand there's bondage there when you get so angry that when somebody tells you, if somebody tells me they don't believe in Jesus, I'm not going to get angry. Praise God. You don't believe in Jesus? Okay. But I'm not going to get angry. Or if they tell me, why do you pray to Jesus? Well, I'm not going to get angry. Jesus doesn't do anything. I'm not going to get angry with that. See, that's when you know there's a difference between condemnation and conviction. Because condemnation gets angry. Uh, they get offended. Condemnation offends too. Yeah. Listen to these people. Uh, they slapped Paul because he was telling them that he doesn't live under that law. <laughs> well, he knows that Jesus redeemed us from that curse. And so... Let, let me read again what he says in verse 6. But when Paul perceived that one part were Sadducees and the other Pharisees, 
he cried out in the council, Men and brethren, I am a Pharisee, the son of a Pharisee, concerning the hope and resurrection of the dead, I am being judged. Verse, I'm going to read 7, 8, 9. Lily, do you have your Bible? Yes. Okay, I'm going to have you read 10, 11, 12, but let me read 7, 8, 9. And when he had said this, a dissension arose between the Pharisees and the Sadducees, and the assembly was divided. Verse 8, For Sadducees say that there is no resurrection, and no angel or spirit, but the Pharisees confess both. Verse 9, Then there arose a loud outcry, and the scribes of the Pharisees' party arose and protested, saying, We find no evil in this man, but if a spirit or an angel has spoken to him, let us not fight against God. Wisdom. Powerful. That's wise. That's wise. Paul saying, I mean, the, the, the Pharisees are saying uh, they got convicted, which the Word of God would do. Absolutely, the Word of God will convict people. But you can't go, you've got you've to be sent to go against religion. It's got to be your, your, your call. You just can't show up and expect to, to set people free unless God's sending you. Because religion is a, is a wicked thing. I've taught, I've taught on that. Very wicked. Very, very wicked. It, it, it has people in so much bondage. And, and so the acceptance rate of religious people is 100%. Can anybody tell me what, I, what that means? Let me repeat it. The acceptance rate of religious of religious people is at a hundred percent. Can anybody tell me what that means? The acceptance rate of religious people is at a hundred percent. What does that mean? Well, I don't follow you. I don't follow you. So, I'm, not, I'm not sure what you're trying to say. I don't. Yeah, I can't get it here. Okay, so a religious person accepts sickness. They accept lack. They accept worry. They accept fear. They accept um, division. The acceptance rate of a religious person is at 100%. They accept it. They accept sickness like it was God sent. They accept lack like it was God sent. They accept worry and fear like if it was God sent. It was God, God's teaching them a lesson. They accept it. That's what I mean by acceptance rate is 100%. 100% of religious people accept what the devil offers them as faith or God. And uh, th- we could, it couldn't be any more wrong than that, body of Christ. So, what does Paul say? Uh, go ahead and read 10, 11, 12, please, Lily. 10. Um, and as the dissension became even greater, the commander, fearing that Paul would be torn to pieces by them, ordered the troops to go down and forcibly take him from them and bring him back to the barracks. On the following night, the Lord stood near Paul and said, Be brave, for as you have solemnly and faithfully witnessed about me at Jerusalem, so you must also testify at Rome. And 12. Now when they, 
when they came, the Jews formed a conspiracy and bound themselves under oath, saying that they would not eat or drink until they had killed Paul. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So they went on strike, so to speak. They went on strike. Wow. Until they got what until they wanted. Until what? Yeah, which is until what? Until they got Sally? what they wanted, which is to kill Paul. Wow. That's, that's so 100% ignorant. Oh, my gosh. Huh? And the Bible describes, in my version, it says dissension. You know? I mean, mm-hmm. I have family members that do that all the time, where they try to manipulate, they try to uh, bring division. You know, they plant these subtle they plant these subtle seeds in people's minds, right? Huh? You know you know what I mean by that? Anybody have family members like that? Yeah. Speak. Be careful. Be careful with Lily. I mean, she's talking about Jesus a lot. Be careful. You don't want, don't get too close to her. You know? <laughs> For real? And so these people had made a decision that they were going to, they were going to not eat or drink until Paul was dead. I mean, that's, that's messed up. That's messed up. Does anybody agree with that? Yes. Uh, Myra and Celia? Yeah. What? You sound a little bit not sure, Sally. You want to share something on that? No. I I, I know what you're saying, Well, I know that there's people that I know. Well, it's not just, it's, it, it, it's everybody. It's, it's everybody. And it's not, it's, uh, Myra, you want to share anything on that? I mean, listen to this. You may think that it's extreme for these individuals to want to kill Paul, but it wasn't extreme. Not for them. That's how they got things done. And they and they manipulated by saying, we won't eat or drink until this happens. I mean, come on. Are you serious? You're not going to eat or drink? Nope. Not until he's dead. And that's, unfortunately, that's, you know, even that, that happened today in today's world with um, what's going on, you know, in the world. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to... Um, What's the word I'm looking for? Like, like the the trial that's going on. Yeah. I'm not gonna give up until he's dead. Or you yeah. know what I mean? So, L- let me ask I you mean, a question. Let me ask you a question real quick, because I only have a couple. I have a couple more minutes, I believe. Yeah, I have four minutes, and I want to make sure I I share this. Let me ask you a question. When when God told Adam and Eve that if they ate of that tree, they would surely die, did did he mean literal death? Or spiritual? Spiritual. Spiritual. Okay. So, spiritual. so the death the death that Satan is after right now is spiritual one. And and if he can if he can disconnect the unity of, of believers, which is what he wants, trust me. He's done it to my family. He's done it to my wife's family. He's done it to many families. If he can disconnect two people, meaning uh, if he can disconnect me and my dad, 
from believing, or my wife and her brother from believing, well, he's, he's, he's killed us. I'm still breathing, but he's killed us. If he can disconnect my sister and I or disconnect my mom and I, he's killed us. True? Just like he did Adam and Eve. He killed them. The worst possible death, which was spiritual. Because, I mean, they lived for 900 years. What kind of life did they have after that, Lily? For real. What kind of life did they have? I, I had a conversation, and I'll close with this, with my children because I told them, you know, I have I have two teenagers. My daughter, my daughter, oh my goodness, my daughter's. I love her. She's my only daughter, but oh my goodness, does she have a way to to uh, try to to try to uh, divide teenagers? And I, I don't know if you agree with me, but girls have a better way of doing it than most, right? Teenage girls. So she did it. She pulled it yesterday, Saturday. Oh my gosh! And did it create some strife? <laughs> what what's that, Lily? I said thanks to E, we do it better. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so no, she created some strife, and I and I caught it right away. And I said, look, um, I told uh, all the kids. I said, look, I want you to all come over tomorrow because Roland is with us. Been Christian's always out, so I said I want everybody to be here tomorrow, which was yesterday, and I want to talk about what happened Saturday, which was horrible, right? And and I said I said I want everyone to be here. I said well, I am not going to allow this family to be divided by anybody. So, if any of you have a problem with each other, I want to discuss it right now, because you're not going to be you're not going to even subtly, not even subtle, because that's what the enemy wants: divide this family. I don't even care if it's just a little whatever. No. So if you have a problem with anybody in this room, let's talk about it right now. And oh my gosh, you sure heard the chatter, right? Which is great. I said, I said, uh, my daughter, of course, which is the smartest one of the of the bunch. She is only fourteen, but she's smarter than Roland. She's smarter than Christian, and she's of course she has a whole thing to say, right? And I said, I said, Miha, she said, Dad, I'm only fourteen. What harm can I bring? Of course, you're going to say that, Kayla, right? So I said, it's not, it's, uh, he said, Mia, it's not about the harm that you're bringing. It's the harm that you will bring. And if you don't get an understanding right now, you're going to be 50 years old, not talking to Roland Jr. because he got more money than you did or because he's not doing what you want him to. That's not going to work. So you learn right now. That you have to learn to communicate. You have to learn to have a conversation about whatever it is you feel you should have or shouldn't have. Because if you don't, you're going to be 50 years old and not talking to each other. And I'm not going to have that. It's, it's, it's going to stop right now. It's going to stop right here in this room. 
So I told her, this is how I'm going to do it. Because, I mean, it's easy just to, to say it, right? This is how I'm going to do it. I said, Miha, you're going to start reading the Bible every day with your mother. Every single day. I don't want to do that, Dad. I don't need to read the Bible. I read it at school. Okay, great. But you're going to read it with your mother every single day. 20 minutes a day. And they started Saturday. Uh, I had already implemented it on Saturday, but I reminded her, this is what you're going to keep doing. Why? It's the most powerful word you can get. So you're going to read every day with your mom. So uh, I reminded Michelle yesterday, I said, don't forget, you've got to read the Bible with your daughter. So, so listen, let me tell you what happens. So they start reading the Bible, and I hear them. Ryan is so powerful. They're reading out of Psalms. And then Christian comes in and says, do you mind if I join you guys? You see, the Word of God is true. It unites. It sets people free. It convicts. And it removes every form, every form, every form of darkness. And I say this because that's what we need is we need to be able to be honest. We need to bite things on the butt. We can't let things continue because, oh, and Roland Jr. was in the room 22 years. Yeah, I brought him in the room. It doesn't matter to me if he's 22 or 28. I told him, too. I said, son, you've got to do a better job as being the firstborn child. Because... This this generational curse of division is for real. And what does it do? It kills. Maybe not physically, but it kills people spiritually. And it's horrible. It's a horrible, it's a horrible thing for me not to be able to uh, talk to my father because of because of whatever mentality he has. Horrible. It's a horrible thing for my wife not to be able to talk to my, her brother because of whatever mentality they have. It's horrible. Absolutely horrible. Absolutely horrible. But, but again, it's got to be dealt with. It's not just going to go away, oh, I read the Bible, I, 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 I'm, I'm so spiritual, I'm so filled with this power. It's got to be dealt with. And you let the Holy Spirit do what he does, which is bring people together like he did with Christian. You let the Holy Spirit do that. But we've got we've to do our part. Father, I thank you for that guidance. Father God, and I praise your mighty name for never leaving us nor forsaking us. Father, in the name of Jesus, thy will be done. Thy will be done. God bless you, body of Christ. Walk in love, listener. 